I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time. I am Chad Zumok. Welcome, bro. Woo! How you been? Up in Canada, buddy. It's freezing, dude. It's fucking freezing outside. It was hell getting here. You got to come down to Tampa and hang out with me. It's hot as balls. Yeah, my buddy, uh, I just did a podcast with my buddy Massimo. He moved from here to Clearwater. Yeah, that's uh, 30 minutes from me. 30 minutes. All right. Yeah, he's looking. He's a comic? He's a comic. Yeah, I'm going to connect you with him. Yeah, tell him to hit me up. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Coming here. He's also, um, uh, I don't know if you like the Marvel movies or what, he was in that X-Men movie where they went back in time and Wolverine uh, murdered him. He was one of the mobsters that went to uh, sh- like uh, push around Wolverine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 10 minutes in the movie and he gets fucking killed. <laughs> By Hugh Jackman? By Hugh Jackman, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, tell him to give him my information because there's a lot of comics down here now, man. A lot of people are mass exodus out of New York and Los Angeles coming to Florida and Texas and... Uh, uh, Nashville. So LA, everyone's going. I, I saw people are going to Texas. Brogan went to Texas. Uh, I think Tim Dillon is still in LA for the time being. He's, he's going to Austin. He already announced. Oh going. shit! Okay, so everyone's just leaving. Who's in LA right now? Uh, Sam Tripoli and Earl Skakel. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Both cool dudes though. Uh, and New York, I guess they're just leaving and going around the vicinity. Yeah, they're going to Jersey. Yeah. All, like I think Aaron Berg or not Aaron Berg. Yeah, Aaron Berg moved out there. Louis J. Gomez. Uh, Joey Diaz moved to Jersey. He lives four houses down from Jim Florentine in like a suburb and like just it, it's almost like he's in the witness relocation program, like a, just a neighborhood. Yeah, they, they don't belong in normal neighborhoods. <laughs> exactly. Those two weirdos. So it's different. The game's changed. This all is with this technology. We can be anywhere. We could. But dude, how much do you prefer being in studio? I love having someone in the studio with me. It's, it's a different vibe. Sure. Yeah, it's but I don't see it going back now, man. I don't. I do not see Howard Stern going back to that serious building. I just don't see it. He's doing it from his house, right? Yeah, I think that's set him up. the future. And as morning as a, as a comic, a road comic, we used to do morning radio. And we don't even have to go in studio anymore. We just call or do this. Yeah, the phone-ins are better than going in and seeing these fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> in hey, we got Chad Zumach. He's at the Comedy Club this weekend. We're giving away two tickets at the top of the hour. What kind, of, what kind of bits do you talk about? You got anything about lettuce? Let's talk about lettuce. And you're like, shut the fuck up, dude. It's early. Just shut up. But, <laughs> so when'd you get started? Yeah, it's always the same thing. It's always when did you get started? Why? Why? Because I wanted it to lead to this fucking point where I get to meet you and the whole fucking zoo you have in front of me. Like, that's the only reason why I did this. But, dude, yeah. I, I don't want it to, to stay like this. I don't want it to stay like this. I'm not happy like this. I'm having fun like this, but I am not happy. I agree. I I. I don't like putting on a fucking mask. I don't like doing this. I don't like, I hate the fact that state by state, you know, country by country are just making up rules as they go and how we should handle this. And I don't like it either. I, I, I would love to fly to Canada and hang out with you in your studio. Yeah. yeah that would have been fucking, there's so many comics that I've been speaking to that 
We were just planning on, all right, when this is over in February, March, we'll plan how you're going to come down here and, you know, come up here and do some gigs. And then everything looks like, no, no, this is going to be indefinite. Yeah. I mean, you know, they say it's the new normal. I mean, it, you know. Fuck the new normal. We just got to be resourceful and do what we got to do, I guess. I don't know. I what don't are you doing down answers. there to, to waste time? Are you just podcasting? Or you guys, it's open in Florida, so you can do stand-up. It's, I'm up... I actually, I'll, I'll just announce it on this. I haven't told anybody, but I'm doing a dry bar special March 13th in Utah, which is like a cool thing to have. What the fuck is so, a dry bar? It's dry bar comedy. They have like a whole series of specials and it's clean. You have to be clean for 30 minutes, which is going to be a horrible challenge for me, but I'm up for it. And uh, the reason why it pays really well and it opens up the doors to a lot of corporate work. And since I live in Florida, there's a lot to be, a lot to do down here. So, me going a roundabout way, yes, stand-up is open, so I get up every night. I'm working out this material, but it's one of the few places you can do it is in Florida and Texas is getting up every night. Are you getting up almost every night right now? Right now I am because I'm working on that special. Well, and where is that supposed to come out? On Dry Bar Comedy. When I don't know when it's coming out, but I'm just recording it on the 13th, and I guess it takes a couple months for them to put it out. They edit and do all that shit for you? Yeah. There's like a three camera. It's a professional thing. It's a whole thing. So it's like a real special, which is neat. How the fuck are you getting down to Utah? Like of all places. Of all, <laughs> why Utah? That's where they film it. It's the guy who books it books wise guys out of Salt Lake City. Okay. So he books this. I forgot the name of the city. It's like 45 minutes outside of Utah. But trust me, I, I don't want to go to Utah. But I'll do it. Yeah, I thought Utah was all like super like Mormon people, and it is. that's what I, it is, right? Yes. Are they and, down uh, with the Zumok? Because you're a troublemaker. Huge. Yeah, yeah it caused problems. So that's why this whole thing's going to be a, a big challenge: being clean. And I, I'm up for it. I need to clean it up. That's gonna be fucking. You know? That that that. I don't know if that's gonna be funny though. I'm up for the challenge. You're gonna start some shit. You're going to make texting, new Mormon enemies. I was texting with Mark Norman, name drop, and because uh, I told him about it, and I go, what's, what do you think? And he goes, he goes, you're going to get a lot of money on the back end. If he goes, if you do 30 minutes clean, you're going to get a lot of corporate work. He goes, can you do it? I'm like, I don't know. Can I? He's like, I don't know. You let me know. So, Yeah, I don't. I, you know what? I believe in you as a person, but as, Ooh, a, com as a comedian move. right now, I want you to fail just so that there's a story. <laughs> yeah. Of Mormons chasing you out. <laughs> That's what I'm here. I'd prefer that story. Yeah, they sent us the rules like we can't talk about God, the Lord, and it's just like it was. It's really weird. I'm like, all right. Is that is that the main rule? Just no God. Everything else is open season. Yeah, they're very. I mean, swear no swearing. Okay. Uh, no sexual shit. Uh, can't say fuck, cunt, or anything like that. What about racism? I I don't know. They didn't bring that up. Double down on racism. And if they say something yeah. like, you never mentioned. I have a good joke about gay people I want to do. I, I don't know if I should do it. I think, if are you making fun of gay people? I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it in a very intelligent way about gay marriage. That might get and, tough over there. But but I've, I've done it before, and there was a, a, a gay couple, two men, Came up, come up to me after the show saying that was one of the funniest things we ever heard. It was so funny. I'm like, all right, well, gay people like it. If gay people like it, that's why I'm telling you, the Mormons won't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's, me, it's me against the more the Mormons. 
How funny would it be if it's not going well and just like, God damn it, I got to double down. What's the deal with these fags? And then that's when you get emails. You're like, yeah, we'd like to book you. Uh, we like the <laughs> message that you're sending. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck, that's all it took. What's up with these queers? Yeah, they're, they're gonna, everywhere. I say that, but honestly, I do hear that they're pretty friendly. They're friendly people in the Utah. Queers? No, no, uh, the, <laughs> the, the Utonians. <laughs> Everybody in Utah. Yeah, I'm sure they are. You know, they're bored, so they got to be f- nice, I think. It's like a bored. big suburb. Yeah, I, I've only driven through Utah. Because like, I've driven across country, the United States, probably five times. And I've never uh-huh. really hung out in Utah. Like, I just kind of drive through. So it'll be interesting to spend a couple days there. So you got that coming up? Do you have a plan for, like, say, the next year? You're like, all right, I got to be here. I'm booking shows in this state. I'm, or are you just taking it day by day? Are you talking about my vision board? Your vision board, yeah, your vision. <laughs> I honestly, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just kind of figure it out day by day. I've never been a long-term goal guy, so what can I do today? What can I make happen today? That's how I look at it. Okay. So it I is day by gig, day. A couple gigs booked. Yeah, I mean, I'm in Fort Myers in two weeks, and, you know, a few things here and there, and, you know, I have this album. Can I plug it? Of course. Uh, to all your great listeners, if you could do me a solid and go to iTunes and pre-order, comes out this Monday, my Sirius XM exclusive album, Florida's Most Wanted, uh, for as little as five ninety nine. I want to debut at number one on the comedy charts. That's the goal. Help out the Z-Man, five ninety nine for some ha-has and LOLs. Send me the link and it's going to be in the description. I will, yeah, I'll do it right yeah. now. It's fucking easy. Just go down to the description right now when you're listening to this and fucking click on it. Get some Zoomock chatty Zooms comedy. Yeah, and I got COVID shit in there, so it's topical, so... You know, Dude, are I, you avo- reported- I'm avoiding thinking of writing COVID-related shit because even when we get back to a semblance of normal, I don't right. want to hit people over the head with it. Yeah, but it's so... It's our lives. So yeah. it's like... It's all around. If you can make it funny, that's great. Like, I went to Side Splitters yesterday because Jeff Dye was performing, and he, it's right down the street. It's my home club. And he had some funny COVID material. I was laughing my ass off. I go, oh, that's smart. If you can make it funny, do it. Yeah, I just don't want to be the guy with like, all right, listen, motherfucker. It's the 15th goddamn time. <laughs> You're the 15th comic we've seen this week when shit opened back up. But I don't know. I, maybe I'm just saying because I'm being cynical because I'm getting fucking frustrated with all this shit. But probably when it opens up, there'll be a time where I'm still making fun of it. Yeah. Um, it's so, I mean, it's our part of our lives at this point. So you got to kind of address it. You don't have to like... Just grind and pound on it. Did anything change for you guys now post-election? Nothing. Nothing, right? I yeah. thought I thought Joe Biden was going to unite us. Everything was going to go away, but it's the same old bullshit. Did you really think that Joe Biden could unite you guys? No. I, I, I knew that guy was garbage, and it's not even like a pro-Trump thing. No, no. I don't even I just, think that guy could spell. I don't think Biden can spell his fucking name. He was a, he's... He's borderline weekend at Bernie's. He's a bag of bones, and he's being puppeteered by his party, and it's it's gross. It's fucking gross how they're—I hate how they're making us—they're they're making you—you you have to think this way, and if you don't, you're the devil. You're like, you're yeah. a piece of shit if you don't think this way. They're trying to control the narrative, and I see right around all their bullshit. They use the Black Lives Matter stuff against—they they divided us. Yeah, they divided so and they said, can, we're going to bring you guys together. Yeah, and so they wanted power. They they did anything they could to get this power. And I will say this. Donald Trump got fucked. Fucked. 
and it's not even a pro-Trump thing. Are you talking about the election? Every, they totally stole that from. Yeah, them. Time just down. released. Did you see what Time dropped yesterday? The what whole they, say? they said uh, we didn't rig it. We strategically like there was a cabal basically of people uh, in media and uh, people that control social media that got together to strategically secure the victory. They just changed the wording around, but the whole thing is about how they um, subverted media away from him, they, you know, disinformation. It was all about how they changed laws. To It's crazy how they're openly saying, yeah, we rigged an election. They're going to, um, it's going to come out in a couple years. I guarantee a couple years they're going to come out how it was rigged and how they rigged it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Not now, but you'll find out. And I really do believe the left and everybody else, they're going to get tired of this administration. They're going to find out, oh, it, it's the we same. just got fucking... Yeah, it's yeah. all bullshit. You have a career. Po this dude's been in politics for 40. He's been running for president for 40 years. He'll do whatever he has to do. And he's been doing whatever the fuck he has to do. This guy, is, which yeah. is nothing to sit there. For nothing. 40 years, if you've accomplished nothing for 40 fucking years, what makes you think that now when he's like 80, he's going to get some shit done? And Trump being elected the first time around against... He was basically a grenade from the American people, the frustrated people seeing that these bullshit politicians and what they were doing. So Trump was the grenade they threw in the Capitol, and that's why he got elected, because people are frustrated. Now we're back to the same old bullshit. Yeah, this is uh, more wars now they're talking about. They're talking about Afghanistan, sending oh, yeah. troops there. Yeah. Trump was fucking with their money, too, the Republicans and Democrats. He was going in, and he was running it like a business. And they didn't like that. They're like, no, we had a whole operation here, dude. You're messing up our money flow, Republicans and Democrats. He's like, you're messing up. You're you're an outsider, so we got to get rid of you, and we'll do everything we can. Yeah, that guy wasn't a politician. No, no. And like him or hate him, I don't give a shit. I, I'm a middle guy, but the guy— Most of us are. Most of us comics are the middle guy. I think the frustrating part isn't that a lot of people are pro-Trump. I think it's because a lot of comics are pro-logic. And it's just when there you're you like, well, you know he's— this is fun because he is just a grenade. You don't know what's going to happen. He's not really, it's not really a Republican. Like this guy doesn't scream conservative values to me. You know what I mean? No. The, the guy with the hookers doesn't scream conservative values to me, but it's just, they're like, no, no, I was told this is the group and I should be against this group. So whatever hovers around it and is okay with it, I'm against. That's what, that's yeah. exactly what happened. They just grouped Republicans in with Trump. Everybody, it's fucking, who's more liberal than Trump? He's going out there marrying refugees, uh, having parties with hookers, traveling the world. How is that? Con what's conservative about Trump? Yeah. What I is mean, he conservative? How does Canada look at America? How do you guys look at us? Like, are we look like fucking idiots? Depends who you ask. Like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pro, uh, I'm pro American. I love, I love America. I'm, pr I'm pretty much pro a lot of uh, shit like that. I consume their culture. So I love yeah. American culture, and I like the state. I feel like we're closer with the states than anyone else, if you're talking about Canada. Sure. The Trump thing was one of those politically dividing things where people were like, oh, uh, whoever believes in Trump, they're, they're Nazis. If they voted for Trump, they're part of the KKK. So you have these people that don't really get super educated. They just listen to what the news tells them, and they go, anything right-wing in the states is uh, fanatical racist, fanatical racism, fanatical. That's, that's how they see it. They see the MAGA hat as a Ku Klux Klan fucking hoodie. It's is just, it's the media, dude. It's the, it's, it's what they've done. They've done a masterful thing. The media, social media, it's, it's been so, so, such a detrimental part of our lives. I really do believe the coronavirus, if this were to happen 15 years ago, nothing would have happened. But I believe media and social media has elevated this thing to almost where it was like a game of telephone. Like, you remember that game of telephone where you tell somebody something, then they tell 50 people and it's a completely different story. I really yeah. do believe COVID's the same thing.
Oh, yeah, the way that, yeah, yeah. everyone's changing the narrative. Yeah, it just keeps changing because there's so much misinformation out there, depending on what side you are. You could read whatever you want to see, but I see so much misinformation about this virus, and it got so out of control, nobody knows how to handle it. I think they're, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose. I feel like they're doing it on purpose. It's the same thing with politics, right? Like, you, I don't know. I don't want to force people to think the way I think, but I believe some, you, sh you need to be in the goddamn middle the way we are. Hey, Talk shit something. about everyone. Your audience. That's your bitch. Those are your bitches. So force feed them your ideas. Well, here's the thing. If they're my audience, they're kind of <laughs> like me. So they 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 uh, they kind of hover around the middle and they critique both things. Because I think once you join one of these cults, whether it's right or left, you just fucked yourself. Because that means now you have to agree with everything that person says. So if you join the cult of Trump or if you join the cult of Biden, whenever they say something stupid, you need to double down and try to make sense of it so you could defend it to people online. It's crazy. Fuck that. Stay in the middle. The second Trump does something stupid... Talk about it. If Biden does something stupid, talk about it. That's the best way to be. Don't Absolutely. jump in these cults. No, I, I I don't commit to anything. I'm I'm 46. I've never been married. I've never had a kid. I I've, I've never practiced religion. So I just stay in the middle with life. I in commit general, to logic. Politics. Yeah. yeah. And I just observe and watch and critique. I'll do it. And there's a lot to watch now. Oh yeah. These motherfuckers. Watch anything. But even our guy here, uh, Trudeau, he's he's kind of a joke too. Like, uh, yeah, I feel I feel a little bad for him because he, even though there's a, the media loves him here, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people kind of the running gag is that he's dumb and effeminate, and people make fun of that. However, I don't feel like a lot of what he does that's bad is malicious. I started looking at him more like critically, and I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, I feel bad because he gets a bad rap, but I think he is trying to do well. I think he thinks this is the right thing to say or the right thing to do, just that it comes off as stupid, and then people will grill him on it. And I'm like, ah, fuck, it must be tough being in the spotlight like that. Mm -hmm. Like, even when you mean well, if you're not articulate enough, they're just going to hammer you. So yeah. I, I started to feel bad for the guy <laughs> uh, this year. Uh, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> it's the life he chose, right? I think politicians are shitheads anyway. They're just go. a shady, shady business. Like, their whole, they're trying to get people to like them and borrowing money. It's just all, ugh. You know what's creepy about it is that they're willing to change. So let's say you got your style of comedy, I got mine, we go on stage, I believe in what I'm doing, right? They're willing to sell that out like it's nothing at the, for the right price. So mindset-wise, we're very different people. Comics and politicians, we're very, like, we both have that. We talk to people publicly, but my God, man, the essence of us is the polar opposites, the yin and the yang. I lived in Los Angeles for a year and a half just recently. I, that's why I'm in Florida because I couldn't handle it because I can't play that game and that phoniness. It just It's not in me to pretend I don't have it. I can't pretend to like Whitney Cummings. I can't pretend to like Neil Brown. I can't do it because it's not authentic, but those politicians will get ahead. So, or, or were they people that were not friendly to you? Just I see they want to get ahead. Any way they can, whatever they can do to get ahead, and they'll do, they'll sell out, they'll throw people under the bus, and, uh, you know, I have a long history, I've explained about Whitney, I started with her, we were open micers, and we used to go to open mics together, and then she kind of blew up, and then she dismissed me at a party with Jeff Ross, like, just kept pretending she didn't know who I was, because... I wait, was wait, 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 <laughs> she was at a party, she's like, by the way, I want to point out that I don't know who the fuck that guy is. She pretended like, I'm like, all right. And I never forgot that. I'm like, oh, fuck you. And then I saw what she just did to Chris D'Elia, throwing him under the bus. And they're supposed to be tight friends. And I'm like, well, oh, they're not tight friends. About. I thought, oh, she, she, now she got rid of him. Like, 
Just didn't support oh, dude, him. Right in the heat of the the that allegation, yeah, he yeah. threw him under the bus and publicly. And I'm like, and Chris was hurt by it. Like they're not friends anymore. They're done. Oh fuck! I can't so, remember correctly. I, I think I must have known that because I remember when that happened. Some comics came out. I was even. I don't even. Dude, I'm not friends with Chris D'Elia, and I was even kind of like, eh, it's a little weird to just throw someone under, like just right away, just be like, all right, fuck it, I'm all in with the media. That's what the comics do, though, man. Like, if you, I got a, like a little spat with Pat and Oswald online like two years ago. Uh, who who hasn't? Yeah, and next thing you know, I was trending in America on Twitter, which was cool because of the spat. But comics would turn. They, I would go to the comic store. They pretend like they didn't even know me because they thought I was toxic and oh, this guy's a problem because Patton said he was a problem and I, I can't like chat anymore. Well, look, you are chat. a goddamn problem. Let's not fucking lie. However, in front of Patton Oswald, you're a fucking angel. As far as I'm concerned, you've committed zero murders. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was that was the tweet that got me in trouble. I yeah. yeah. His, his wife now. Uh, Meredith Selinger or something. She was in that movie uh, with the two Corys. What was it called? Fuck, I don't know. I gotta watch that. with Corey. You mean like Corey Feldman and uh... Corey Haim? Yeah. It was. It was some. I forgot. Dream a little dream. Okay. She was the love interest in that. Well, anyway, she tweeted at me and I said, "Hey, sweetheart, knowing your husband, you better sleep with one eye open tonight." That's funny. Just <laughs> thank you. I thought it was funny too, yeah. but it became comedy 9/11 in America. Like everyone thought, "Oh, he brought up his death." Well, oh, he's saying he killed his wife. I'm like, I made a joke, and he tried to make me the worst person ever. Yeah, but he's also. I've I've seen him even before you ever fought with him. He'll tweet like he he'll be very snarky too. You know what I mean? He'll be a dick online too. So when it happens to him, I don't know why that's a big issue. Talk about forgetting where you came from, man. Because when he first started, he was the comedians of comedy. They were like doing alt clubs and rock clubs. And, you know, we're like, we're different. And then he becomes Pixar films and sitcoms. And he's in the industry. And he's- Which you could do and not. I don't understand these people that do that shit and then lose themselves. Yeah. Like I have like, you know, Mike, fucking Mike Ward does whatever the fuck he wants. He never changes. When they put him on terrestrial radio, he was the same guy, which is why it was a bit much. When they like, he does what, it's always him. He's like, take it or leave it. This is who I am. I'm fucking I making ta- new friends. I just talked about Mike Ward with Jim Florentine today on the phone because I said I was doing your podcast. Yeah. And he told, oh, yeah, those guys are great, you know. And then he's just like, yeah, Mike Ward, he's the guy who got in trouble or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what the story was. I was oh, like, you didn't even like, know? He's like, yeah, you don't remember? It was like big news. It was everywhere. He's like all over the place. By the way, Florentine, guy, Florentine's a fucking funny guy, but that fucking voice, dude, he should be the movie voice guy. I know. How? Who I has a better even, voice than fucking Florentine? I don't even have a voiceover agent. I just do this. And talk oh, metal. dude. He could do video games, do whatever the fuck he wants. But yeah, Flo- um, that's it. You, you didn't know that he, uh, Mike is basically getting sued by the Human Rights Tribunal. He's yeah, going. Jim was explaining it to me. Like, what yeah. happened? Like, I'm sorry to be a fucking idiot, but listen, listen, dummy. No, no, it's normal. <laughs> this, it's, it's. If you don't know, especially if you hadn't heard, well, what happened with Mike was a couple of years ago in, on the French scene, and this was a while ago, man. He had made a joke about a, a famous kid that was here. This kid at the time he was a kid. Now he's an adult, and the kid had uh, some some disease. I forgot what. Uh, Treacher Collins. Lyme disease. Lyme disease, maybe. So he had Treasure <laughs> Collins syndrome, and uh, so his face was a little fucked up, whatever. So Mike made a joke about him because that kid was g- being granted these wishes. He was singing for the Pope. He sang for the Pope. Like, uh, pretty cool. That's yeah, it was, gig. it was pretty cool. So Mike was had a whole joke on stage about how uh, people are talking shit about this Make-A-Wish kid, and they're mad that he's singing because he doesn't sing well. But he's like, well, fuck these people because this kid's going to die. Like, give him – what do you care? You know, I support this kid. So he had this whole right. long joke about supporting that kid, and he's like – after a couple of years, like this fucking kid, I was supporting him, 
but uh, but he wasn't dying. Like so, I was like, "What the fuck, man? I've been going out on a limb saying how you know this kid's dying, this and that, but the kid won't fucking die." So, <laughs> so then Mike uh, he goes at the end. I found out what he has. His disease just makes him fucking ugly. This is bullshit, you know. So it was a whole thing about then Mike's like, and the kid, I'm telling you, unkillable. Like I tried to kill him, it didn't work. So he has this whole bit about that, and it was done years later. They uh, the family come out. I think his mother came out. It was right after Mike's I think yearly salary was posted in the newspaper. They came out to sue Mike and said that you know for defamation they you know ruined the kid's life even though the kid hadn't seen the bit until journalists years later asked him about it. It had n- the kid didn't suffer anything from this bit right. So and then they started making it seem like Mike hates the handicap. Mike hates uh, young people. Mike hates all kinds of shit. He's evil. He wants the kid to die. They they were taking his joke and they were taking it literal. They said in the joke he said he tried to kill the kid. So are we all in agreement? Mike wants to kill this kid like shit like that like nonsense, just crazy shit. So they sued him. It it got all the way to the human rights tribunal. So then Mike's like, I can't believe this is going to the human rights tribunal. And then you find out the human rights people that wanted Mike to pay like 50 G's, that's what they're being sued for. I think mm-hmm. three out of like the nine members were child molesters. Mm. Yeah, so Mike's like, wait, what the fuck's happening? Hold on, these are the people that are judging me. And one of them paid, I think like 8,000 or 15,000 to get one of those crimes that he did off the books. So Mike's like, I, I don't, what, like how are, like you're paying money to fuck kids and then get off the book. And then I'm in trouble for making a fucking joke about a famous kid. So it's this whole, and now he's he he appealed, and he's going to the to the Supreme Court of Canada to fight it. What the fuck yeah, is he gonna? I mean, what what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is that they say no, you're not allowed, which will then be worst case scenario for every comic or artist in the country, because then it would set precedent. So everyone would get fucked, whether you criticize politicians, regular people, what. So every, every any person that their job is within that, you know. They could, there's precedence to fuck you over. So that would be the truth. Because Mike could have avoided all this. Mike could have given the kid 30 G's in the beginning and be done with it. But he didn't want to on principle. It's costing him way more. It's, it, I think it's like a 200,000 so far, his his, uh, his lawyer fees. But he he said, I'm in a position right now where I have money, I'm doing well, and I could fight this. Any other comic in the country this would happen to, he would have been fucked, he goes. So I can't I can't just give up to save money. Can't got, you guys put together like a GoFundMe or something? We had in the beginning, and it, and it wasn't. We had in the beginning, and it went up to like seventy something. But the fees kept going, and also like they were way more than what we could raise. And also then Mike didn't want like some people were like, oh, he's just raising money for himself. Like you know, there's always these people that don't know what's going on, so they just assume yeah. if you if you're raising money, you're trying to. So he's like, you know what, fuck it. By the way, when you were telling me the story about Mike Ward, I signed yeah. up to your Patreon. Oh, look at you. Look at you, and then where's your? Where can people go to your Patreon? Uh, Patreon.com slash Pantelis, bro. Where else were they gonna go? I just, well, I was trying to. I, that's called an assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, no, it's uh, an assist. So, you know what the big thing? I'll tell you something. You should start doing. So, I'm on your Patreon, uh, and you're good because you you produce it. So, I have friends who they started Patreons and and they're complaining that it's not going anywhere, but they don't produce anything. You barely get notifications. They're not, me. I'm hardcore, and I see you. You're always posting shit. Okay, you always have yeah. something to show people. The next thing you have to get into, man, is Discord. Everyone's telling me about this. Tell me, explain Discord to me. So uh, a comedian friend of mine, he was an open micer here. He, he would come to all my shows. He was a nice guy. He, he was trying to push me to uh, start a Discord. And I was like, look, I'm not doing any of your fucking nerd shit. You know, I, yeah, don't, know how, I don't know how to run nerd. this. I don't know how to run this stuff, you know? And he's like, yeah. he, I think he started, from what he told me, he started Andrew Schultz's Discord. And then he goes, dude, it works. I'm telling you, because the community gets together. They talk. It's a big thing. Like, do you think Schultz knows what he's doing? And I was like, yeah, I do think he knows what, he, what the fuck he's doing. He started a goddamn empire. He's like, okay, so start a fucking Discord. So I started. He managed it in the beginning. Then other fans would come in, 
the ones that know what they're doing, they, they I gave them admin privileges. They start to manage it. They create channels, all that. They share content. They share memes. They talk whenever there's venue. You know, I'm at a show, a live event. In the venue description, they're like, "All right, guys, this is where tickets are. We're all meeting up here. We're doing this." Um, like so, the community starts to grow. So they talk with each other. They become friends. And then the community grows. You get more patrons because more people want to be in the mix of things. You get to talk to them directly, so you know exactly what they like, what they don't like, um, where your fan base is. So you might not even know it, and you're like, "Jesus Christ, I have this huge chunk of people in I don't know, fucking somewhere in Philadelphia." Well, fuck it. I'm booking a show there. I'm doing a show. I'm gonna go make some money. Go see my fans. So it helps. It's it's a direct communication, better than anything Facebook could do, and uh, it's a lot of fun because you could also do videos on there. So you upgrade Is these it hard servers. To sign up for? No, no, it's free to sign up for, uh, and it's 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 like a it's like fucking MSN almost. Remember back in the day, MSN, ICQ, all that shit. It's kind of like that. That's the way I see okay. it. It's like a chat room, um, and it's fucking easy. You just go sign up. You, 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 there's an app for your phone if you want to use it, so you could talk to people. Like th think about it like Twitter. It's an, another app on your fucking phone. And uh, it, it's super engaging. And I got to learn a lot about my fans through this. And some of them, dude, are fucking hilarious. Like the memes they make and shit. They're, even the video. Like you saw the video I posted of that surprise thing that happened on the podcast last week with Poseidon when he came in and kicked the guy out all that. That was, yeah. uh, that was some of the fans that made those videos that it looks like it's in a bar and shit. They did it in like minutes after the shit went live. Like they're, they're, wow. they're very creative. Yeah, it, it opens up a whole new world. Okay. I... I'm going to look into it. Yeah, dude, it's a lot. I'm, of I'm, I'm open to anything, you know. I, I just won't do TikTok. Sorry. Well, TikTok, you it. won't get any. You <laughs> For me and you, it, it could be fun if we have funny videos to share, but we won't get anything out of it in the sense of growing uh, our platform, really. Us, it's very much the Patreon, the YouTube, the and the engagement on Discord because you're going to learn all kinds of shit about your fans. All right. Yeah. I mean, you've done well for yourself, so I will. I will, I will. I'm going to do it. I and I don't even advice. know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm learning as I go. I'm telling you, Chad, people think I got this shit covered. I have no clue what the fuck's going on. Have you ever Googled yourself? I just Googled you. No, is it bad? No. Because no. <laughs> the way you said it, bro, I was like, have you ever Googled yourself? Because I didn't know about that crime. No. It says uh, you're a comedian and podcast host, writer. That's all. You've all been described as offensively hilarious. His cadence and wit combined with his complete irreverence for political correctness makes his show a memorable experience a renaissance man if you will let me tell you the lady who wrote that yeah awesome i haven't seen her in a long time she, she used to write for uh, comedy articles here in montreal that yeah. is my favorite description of me ever oh really yeah just he's he's funny and he's offensive that's that's all you need to know i hate all the shit about it. he was born here he hails from there and he grew up who the fuck is a shit where i grew up Tell them I'm funny. That's it. I'm offensive. I'm funny. That's all you need to know. And then you got uh, the first things that come up is your YouTube channel and then your Twitter and then your website. So that's good. That means that on the internet, I'm good. If you Google, you'll find Yeah. You're the opposite of me. Can't, are you Are you like, um, you don't, you're not savvy on that shit? I don't know. I have like a Wikipedia. I don't even know how to do it. I don't know who made it. It's like half of it's false. I don't even know how to fix it. I'm mentioned so I, in Wikipedia's, but I don't, there's no page for me, and I'm happier that way because I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with, like, what if something's false, and then what do I have to go in and fucking correct it? Yeah, and you know, are you guys still doing compound shit? No, we have, well, we're still friends. We jump on shows and shit, but we haven't, we're independent. Yeah, some of those compound nuts, they'll they'll go on and start changing shit, and it's just like... <laughs> to like, fuck I'm, around? Like, I, I rape boys and stuff. I'm like, okay, come on, guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's funny when they it, it's funny because in the beginning 
they were when I first went on compound, they were like, "Oh, they're gonna do all kinds of shit to you, this and that." And then, but right. when they got to know me, like, I, and I met a lot of the fans, like when we'd go to the shows and shit, they, like we got along. Like no one ever, no one ever tried to fuck with me. They were, so I laugh. It's like you don't understand; those guys are animals. Then I was like, "Well, they they didn't really bother me. They're, they're pretty cool." You know how big that network would be right now with you, Legion of Skanks, oh, Gavin. Like, you know how huge that would be? I mean, it would be the greatest fucking network of all time. Dude, the biggest thing wouldn't even be me, Mike. Or I'm telling you, I feel the biggest mistake they made was Legion of Skanks. Yeah. Well, even the Gavin with the Proud Boys stuff, that's like that's a whole thing. That's, that's a crazy. whole fucking, that's a can of worms that I, I could understand that, let's say, Keith at the time and Anthony weren't capable of handling. But Legion yeah. of Skanks, you have one of the best podcasts, also one of the most lo- beloved podcasts. Why would you not try to figure some kind of monetary, whatever the fuck it is, to that keep thing them? Walk. Let that thing walk. Plus, these, they're, they're also New York comedy. Not, it's not just that they're good, but they also represent New York comedy. Like, it was very important to have them in that network. So, I don't know. I'm That, that surprises me. I even mentioned Did it you? at Anthony's house because he was showing me the basement where it started. And he's like, yeah. uh, you know, they would do I was like, God damn, it's crazy. They started from here and then they're not even on the fucking network. And he was laughing. That was a bad move. Did you ever do the Skank Fest? Never, never, no. It's unbelievable. Like, when I'm getting recognized in, like, photos, I'm like, these are comedy fans. They're like, all comedy fans. I am. But, dude, because they're, they're comedy nuts. So, again, it goes to what you said. How the fuck do you let a show? That's the kind of show that I would double down on. I would not let that. If I owned a network. Yeah. I'd be like, come on. These guys, you know, and they're independent. They do it. They don't need anyone. That's the other thing is that they learned, you know, like, fucking Louis J. Gomez. They learned themselves. Like, okay, this is how we have to do shit. You know, look at look at Gas Digital. Yeah, next thing you know, they have interns, and then they got like employees. It's like a whole thing. It's a whole operation. So, no, I'm not a huge fan of those guys. I think they've done a lot for comedy. in general, and podcast, our type of comedy, like talking, talking shit, taking chances. Dude, you have to fucking you have to acknowledge when people are doing shit correctly around you, but also you have to acknowledge mistakes. That's why I had even at the time I was talking to Keith about it. I was like, I'm surprised. How did this not work out? And he never gives me details. You know, he would just tell me like, oh, you know, we couldn't figure it out. But I was like, that is something that I'm, you know, I don't own a business. But if at the time, I guess this is a business now. But I was like, fuck, that's something I would just put all my energy in. Be like, you're the star player. Let's go. You're staying on the fucking team. Yeah. I don't, with all due respect to Keith the cop, I'm glad he's doing well, but I don't think he knew what he was doing. <laughs> well, he'll tell you probably the same thing. He was a cop. It's kind of like how I tell you I'm a comic. I don't, all this shit is above my pay grade, but I'm mm-hmm. managing to to get it done. Right. <laughs> it's just, but fuck, dude. That was, you have you ever done? Uh, you said you did Skank Fest. Yeah. You ever done any of the Montreal stuff? You ever been up here just for laughs or? I I was up for new faces, but I have a DUI charge. I don't know. Oh, you're fucked. Your, if unless I don't know how to get in there. Yeah, they won't I'm let scared. you. Scared. I I know people who have gotten in with DUIs, but I don't want to take that chance. Like I'm going there for like just for laughs, and next thing you know, they they won't let me go in. Yeah, a few years ago before he passed away, obviously, Patrice O'Neill, uh, you heard about this story too where he couldn't get, he was coming up just for laughs, for shows. I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, and they had stopped at the border. I think yeah, it was either with Robert Kelly or with Jim Jeffries he had a show. But uh, I remember because I was going to go watch it. This was years ago. And he didn't show up. And then the whole story came out on ONA that uh, it's because of charges back in the day. And they're oh, really, man. really strict. They're really strict. I think Joey Diaz has the same problem. I think any type of criminal record, they, they yeah. really, really don't. They'll do everything in their power to keep you out of the country. 
Oh, come on, guys. Canada. I love Canada. I want to go. You know, you know a comedian named Christina Walkinshaw? Walkinshaw. Canadian. I think so. I have to see her her face. That she's sounds a familiar. She's a friend of mine. Is she blonde? I, I wanted, yes. Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, she's from Toronto area. I don't know where the hell she's yeah, from. Yeah, she's, she's probably a Toronto comic, yeah. And she's one of my best friends. And I, I, I said, let's get married. Like, not out of love, just so I can have Canadian citizenship and healthcare and and you come to the states yeah so we were actually considering that just for the legal documents so we can use each other not fuck or anything that would have been smart though (laughs) i know i'm up for it if any of your listeners want to get married and then you're like look we're getting a goddamn divorce christina it's been three years you're getting a fucking divorce (laughs) what is she doing she lives in new york she uh moved to brooklyn right when the pandemic hit i was like smart fuck bro I have a lot of friends like that that moved down there as soon as everything went to shit. Yeah. And everything's still expensive, man. You know what the problem is? You still got to fucking pay. I know. That's but the, you can't that's work. That's the sad part. Like, why are you... I mean, the thing about New York, which was awesome, was you could do all kinds of crazy stuff, stay as late as you want. Now it's all closed down by like 8 o'clock. You can't eat indoors. It's, it's Yeah, it's weird. Very strange. Are you guys fully open in Florida? Like, nothing's off limits, huh? It's It's our own state, man. It's like it's our own country. We do whatever the hell we want. I just went down to the site splitters, full capacity. I mean, we have to wear the mask, socially distance, and all that. But that's fine. Our cases that's logical. Are spiking. It's like I, people are giving Florida like I think they're trying to shame us because we're running it differently. But this governor, Ron DeSantos, he kind of looks at logic and facts. He doesn't go in with emotion and social justice nonsense. And that's the problem with these states. The states that are open are red. They're red states, Texas and. There's a reason why it's it's so they try to make this thing political. I don't know why. Well, I know why they try to make it political because that's that's the way the game is now. Everything's politics, but you're on a team. If you make a decision to not wear a mask, for example, you're on the red team. That's all it is. Even though you could not be in politics, you could be fucking blue as hell, but they don't care. Like, oh, no, that's what they do. Yeah, man, I don't. don't, But are you guys dying in the fucking streets? Because my buddy was here, uh, Massimo, and he said uh, he didn't have a fucking... You know, he was there. He didn't catch anything. I've been so irresponsible through this COVID. I've, I'm a spreader. I, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm having sex without condoms. I don't care. I've been and out there been, banging hookers left and right. <laughs> I would have had it by now. And if I did, oh, well, someone else has it. It's fine. I don't know anyone in my life who died from it. None. I know one guy who was 77 chain smoker probably would have died from anything. Well, look, Chad, this is why I brought you on here. It turns out you've killed 73 people. Fine. That's what the Lord wanted. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you imagine you find out you're, you're that common denominator. You're like, oh, fuck, that's not a good look. <laughs> we can't put that on the poster. We <laughs> just killed 70 people. But no. I'm, and after shows, I'm taking photos. I got my arm around people. I'm breathing on them. I don't give a shit. Well, I don't know if you're in the danger. You don't have diabetes or anything? Not yet. So look, I don't think you're in the danger category because my fear isn't for me personally. My fear is I don't want to infect someone and then kill him. Like uh, Mike's, Mike's a diabetic. I don't want to be the guy that killed Mike. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, I, I don't, don't want to. Guy that kills Mike either. You know what? I, that, that's my fear is most. I don't want to get it to spread it. If it was a choice that I would get it and deal with it for fucking two weeks to a month, I'd be way less. I'd go outside with no fucking mask. But now I just don't want to catch it and kill someone. Listen, if you have pre pre existing conditions, you're old, stay away. Don't go out. You but for the people that are healthy, young, let them go live their lives. 
There's no reason kids shouldn't be in school right now. I don't know what we're doing. Like, go live your lives. It's it's, it's a fucking it's it's something, but it's not killing everybody. The long term repercussions of all this is going to be much more deadlier because they're not reporting on suicides. I had, yeah, I had spoken about this, the suicide thing too. But look, it's fucking weird. I, I'm on the fence with the kids because the schools, this is where I stand. If right. you don't want it to spread, then you can't have the schools open because these fucking kids are going to be sucking each other's dicks, licking everything. They're going to spread it. So it's either... What school kind so, of schools do you go to? Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to go there anymore. But here's the thing. So they, they'll. So it's either, look, we take one month. One month and we do an actual proper full fucking lockdown where... The government, if they really want to step in and save some money, they pay for everything that month. All the old people are taken care of. It's fucking nurses or wherever the fuck's going in the house to give them food. No one's out for one month. Kill it and then open up again. You Like a band-aid, you pull it off one month. This whole fucking start-stop bullshit is never... Because you close it for two weeks, then you open it, then it spreads again. Then you close one thing here, but this is open, then that's open. All we're doing is prolonging it. And we're killing more and more people. It's either you go hardcore or you keep all the old people inside and you fucking live life. It, there's no. It's this what in we between. Did with local business is disgusting too. Oh, like they oh here too. We fucking dude. We were known. Montreal had the most restaurants in North America per capita for any city. Montreal. Mm-hmm. It is a fuck. You go downtown, man. It is a ghost town. Everything closing up, boarded up windows. Sad. Depressing as fuck. And what are they gonna do but, for work? They all their life savings they had. They built these restaurants. They built everything. They're fucked. So it's that yeah, kind of shit that bothers me. Go to grocery store where there's like thousand people all over each other it doesn't make any sense let's just all go to one place dude <laughs> they put up a i don't know if you know about this but quebec has a curfew in montreal we have a curfew they put What's up a curfew 8 p.m and oh, the, that'll stop the virus that that's what i said that'll stop the virus but the thing is they try to make it like oh are you make you're stupid if you if you uh if you're making fun of the fact that it's 8 p.m it's to reduce it doesn't reduce anything because the the fact of the matter is our stores were already closed so there's nothing open at night. They were already closing early. The curfew is crazy because it's freezing out here. No one's having parties in the fucking streets. No one's out there anyway. Before curfew, I would leave the studio late around, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. There was no one around. You know how many people are around with curfew? Still, no one. It changed nothing. All it did was it gave the cops a reason to give people tickets for being 15 minutes late, past curfew. They're asking you for your papers. Where are you going? It's, it's absurd. And now they're opening up stores again. They're opening salons on Monday. And they're saying the curfew will stand at 8 p.m. But now everything else is open again. So you know what that means? Since there's still a curfew, so the hours are limited and people are working, everyone's going to be funneling into these fucking stores and places at the same time. So it's going to be filled with people increasing the chances of you catching something instead of spreading out the hours so that you can go at night like I used to. I used to go to the grocery store right before it closes. There's no one in there. Grab a couple yeah. of things, you know, you leave. You Now you're forcing people to funnel in at the same fucking time because you put up these rules and restrictions. So you, it's like you're purposely trying to create the spread. And not only that, when you shut down at 8 o'clock, people are finding, they're like, they're, they're going to house parties. They're having gatherings because they're like, they want something to do. So that's where the spread comes is when you're at a house party with 15 people because they're bored. Yeah. And, you know, you shut down your bars, your restaurants at 8, you're right. They're funneling everybody into the same place. It's just, it's handled very poorly. Our politicians are not good. I think they're scared. The other thing is I think they're scared to make the wrong move. So they don't want to get blamed. So they're like, look, I know this may be stupid. I agree it's stupid. However, since the powers that be are agreeing that this is the right thing to do, I'd rather do this, fuck up the economy, kill people, and I don't have any blame for it 
then go my own route, like let's say Florida, go the route that I think dictated by logic, and then if something happens, I get blamed for it. I'm just going to go with the status quo, and then there's no problem. That's what they're all doing. That's why they're all following stuff that doesn't make sense, like the curfew at 8, with everything still open, but people are still working. So you're funneling them into like a two, three-hour period where everyone's going to jam into these fucking stores. It doesn't doesn't make sense. I'm I'm originally from Ohio, state of Ohio, and their curfew... It got bumped from ten. It got from nine o'clock to ten o'clock. I'm like, oh, cool. We want one more hour. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? I can't believe Jeff we have curfews. Says they just open indoor dining in New Jersey from twenty. It's at twenty five percent. Now it's going to be thirty five percent. I oh, go, wow. what's the point? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we? There's still. I mean, I understand not being at a hundred percent right now since we don't know what's going on. Maybe fifty percent. You know, there's always that one empty slot. Keep some yeah. social distancing. I get that. But the whole 20 to 25, or these are arbitrary numbers because every place is built differently. So your yeah. 20 to 25 might not make that much of a difference in a small club. Yeah. You know, in terms of distance. And at one point, herd immunity is going to kick in. It's. I mean, you can't go. It's going to happen. I don't know when, but eventually you're just going to have to live your life. But I mean. can it happen quick enough the way we're doing things? That's why, again, I think it's dangerous to start-stop thing. Because I think the start-stop thing, we're just delaying the inevitable. I mean, there's a sports guy I follow, very logical, Clay Travis. And he talks about how this virus, you have a 99.9% chance of surviving. Like, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning going to the store than dying from this virus. Like, I don't know why everyone's panicking our lives. Well, Wuhan's open again. Yeah, they're, they're, they're rocking. I'm, what do I they know? What do they know that we don't, Chad? I don't know, but I might move there. Well, yeah, Wuhan, that's the next thing. <laughs> yeah, that's my new spot. Yo, did you know that in Asia they do all... We were actually going to do this year, but everything stopped. Like a, a little tour in Asia. Because Mike's already done it. China, Mongolia, Japan. They all have like these um, expats that are out there. And they have their own clubs. They have, And they all come out for shows. They go crazy to watch you know, the American content that they miss. You know, these live shows. And uh, there was a guy booking it, and it, this was last year we were talking about it with Mike, to book a little tour around like five or six countries in Asia, and one of them was Japan, because I was very excited, and then to do stand-up and live two-drink minimum. But obviously with the, the virus, everything changed, but it's just, there's actual, there's markets there. So we joke about it, but once this shit's over, this is actually something you could do. You could do like a two-month tour and make money. Were you, are, are you going to still do it once it gets back and rolling? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I Personally, I want to go to Japan for any reason. I just want to see it because it feels like, to me, like a, the place on Earth that feels like the most, it's a different planet. Like it's a different planet. Yeah. It doesn't feel. I'd like to see it too, yeah. Yeah, so I'd love to do it. But I'll only do it if, you know, Mike's in and we do what we planned. If not, maybe one day I'll go for vacation. But yeah, if it's still fucking available one day, I'll fucking do it for sure. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. I would do it if I were you. That sounds like fun. Yeah. But the point is you could do it. The point is once this shit opens up, there's a market because a lot of people don't like I didn't know. I had no idea if someone told me you can actually go in these Asian countries and there's people that are willing that know you from the Internet and are willing to pay money to come see you. I'd be like, stop lying. But I found out, yeah, it's mostly expats, uh, soldiers, too. It's all kinds. You know what pissed me off the most about this pandemic is I wanted one of my favorite bands of all time is Rage Against the Machine. And they were performing. They reunited. They were going on a world tour with Run the Jewels. They were performing in El Paso, Texas. And Florentine and I were going to go to Skankfest, and then we're going to go see their very first concert. 
two weeks before everything was shut down. So I never got to see Rage Against Machine reunite. That's the only thing that's pissed me off about this pandemic. But this was that's when it. they were coming back and they were also charging crazy money for the tickets, right? Was that I remember that scandal? Is that the same tour? Yeah, right. That same was, tour, but we didn't give a fuck. We admit like, that's funny crazy. though. Admit that's funny. They're like down with capitalism. It's gonna cost you three hundred dollars to come see us. It's fucking amazing. There's something amazing about that. <laughs> there's a there's hypocrisy there, but they can rock. So I don't give a shit. That would, that would have been. Also, I like Run the Jewels. Yeah, Run the Jewels is tight too. I thought yeah. that would. I just wanted to see a live concert, and then that might never ever happen again. Who knows? Dude, live concerts. Well, there's a lot of shit we took for granted. When was the last time you saw live music? Over it. Oh man. I can't even remember. It's been years. I haven't even thought about it. There's um. I live in South Tampa here in Florida. Yeah. And uh, shout out to the Raptors. They play here now. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. I know. I'm a big Raptor fan. I was actually. I saw. I went. I live 3.4 miles from downtown. I see them walking around all the time because a lot of them are staying like in the hotel and stuff. You go there and you fucking high five them for me. I will. Yeah. And you can't miss them because they're tall and black. Oh, there's no other black guys in Tampa. <laughs> I mean, they're very when they're wearing Raptors stuff too. Okay, yeah, that, that that that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. So, so anyways, I was uh, there was like a little like bar, and there was a guy playing his guitar and singing, and there was like a nice audience. I went up and tipped the. I don't have a lot of money right now, but I tipped him twenty bucks, and it, it was just like it was so refreshing to hear live music, like a guy just playing cover songs. I was like, this is fucking great. I just sat there and I watched him for an hour. How crazy is it that we're acting like we're post-war Bosnians? <laughs> you know, like everything blew up, and they were coming like, "Oh, this guy, this guy's giving me some music. Thank you, sir. You know, it brings me back to the good old days. It's fucking insane." But you did say it earlier, like it may, you're grateful for this now. Like we take it for granted, and now we're like, maybe we will appreciate shit more. I don't know. Maybe we'll appreciate comedy more. Uh, Massimo, okay, so my my buddy, that you're gonna end up meeting. I think you're gonna be friends with him when he comes down there. So Massimo was on the podcast, and he was telling me yesterday when he was leaving, he goes, "What's fucked up is that I believe." that there's going to be another comedy boom once this stabilizes. Because comedy had taken a big hit when everybody talks about right after the initial comedy boom, comedy is available everywhere. There's stand-up on your TV, right, all that. So it took a bit of a dip, took a little bit of a dive. Now, all they've had for the longest time, a year, is everything on Zoom, online, stand-up, which is not real stand-up, but you force it down their throats. You force yeah. it down their throats to not experience that live show that live experience which is way different for anybody who hasn't seen live stand-up compared to watching it on netflix it's a different fucking world it's a completely really different is. world so now he goes now they're hungry for it and they're pissed off about being locked in he goes so the second shit starts opening up live events are gonna have a resurgence and the best the guys who took the time now and built up an audience more during this you know via the internet are gonna be the guys that really really uh, get rewarded for the time spent doing about two months ago, my home club here in Tampa is Side Splitters. I opened for Tim Dillon. Mm. And Tim's, you know, on fire. He's yeah, all dude, over he's, the place. His stock's up. Yeah, sold out shows. They were all there to see Tim. And I was hosting the show, and I was murdering as the host. That's how good this audience was. And they were just happy to be out. And, you know, they paid, they paid money, good money to see Tim. And they, the, it was the best reaction I ever gotten. So... Like you said, I think there's going to be comics. I know we're going through a tough time, but I think it's going to pay off in the long run. It's going to, but also now it's a survival thing, right? Because you have to survive 
till that comeback. That's the fucking scary part. And that's why we're doing the Patreon, guys. Sign up to the Patreon. Support a comic in a pandemic. But you know what? There's people. I don't know how your friends are like around there, but there's people that I have that I've known since I started doing stand-up that never understood the internet or podcasting or whatever, and they just disappeared off the face of the earth once this stopped. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that. I mean, there's comics who are like, I don't, I'm good, I'm out. It's, it's almost like a weeding out process in a weird way. Yeah, well, they're you know? just like, it's, um, I'm retired. There's a comic, very funny guy. One of, one of the greatest joke writers is Tommy Jonigan. Okay. He just quit. He's just like, I'm done. And I'm like, was he fed up? David Letterman. Yeah, he just quit. I'm done. Fuck. And he's a great comedian. I mean, you can go look at Tommy Jonigan's stuff online and hundreds of thousands of views, been on Letterman, tons of credits. And he's just like, I'm, I don't need this anymore. See, I don't mind weeding out the shit guys, but guys like him, <laughs> that, that I mind. You know what I mean? The funny ones. Yeah, yeah the, the funny ones we got to keep. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's how it is, right? Comedy, there's no... You want them to be good around you. This The, the whole theory of that the open micer has, that oh, he wants everyone to do shit, doesn't work in real life. You want to be around good people that force you to become better, and then the brand of comedy, stand-up, is viewed upon better. You don't need shit hope, players. You don't need amateurs. I you hope need, we weeded out Nanette, or it, Hannah Gatsby. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's fucking... Well, she was weeded out from us from the beginning. From that, I think it was 2018 when that came out. When comics were watching, like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Ever since that moment, it's uh, she's been weeded out from us. But I remember that that was the special where she said uh, after she did an interview and said comedians who just want to tell jokes and be funny uh, should stop doing stand up. Do you remember Fucking that? Cunt, cunt. I heard she went to Just for Laughs and she got a standing O when she walked in the room. Oh like, well, I was. I was there that year. That was the first year I was ever around. Uh, but yeah. I, I was not there for that kind of thing because that, that would have been insane. That's very culty. I don't like that kind of shit. I, it was like a backroom party and she walked in and they were saying she was like the pride of the festival. I'm like, what are we doing? That's, yeah, that's absurd. I don't, that's weird. <laughs> that's fu- That's just creepy to me. I don't, I don't, like, I'm not saying for her. I'm saying for anyone. I don't want to get that. I, like, it's just weird if anybody, that's just a weird, you know? Yeah. We heard you said that everyone here. Is garbage at their job and they should just quit because they only like to be funny. Yay! That's some weird cult shit. You're talking shit about yourself and you're clapping. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so it's it, it, that's a disorder. That fear of being different, that fear of telling the truth, just so you could fit in. That's not what comedy is about. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Trust me. Well, you, you fucking, you, it's different. You, you're hilarious because you, you, you fight with everyone too, which makes me happy. I laugh at that shit because I, I don't take it as serious as other people. People take that shit way yeah. too serious. Like every time you get into a scrap, it's like the end of the world or whatever. I'm like, eh, calm down. It's comics fucking busting balls. Calm down. Comics are cunts. We're bitches. And also I realize, I always realize I'm one, like if I get some sort of heat, they're all going to come back kissing my ass. Yeah. It's just what it is. So... I have fun with it, you know, and, you know, I troll a little bit. I, I try not to do it as much anymore, but before it's just because I just know it's, it's everyone's a bitch. Are you good with Kevin now? Yeah, I'm you on see? a show. Didn't you scrap it with Kevin too? Last time we spoke, I think you were feuding with Kevin. Yeah, oh. it's Kevin. He's toxic, He's but I love him. He's yeah, great, he's... but you're going to fight with him. It's just, it's inevitable. He fights with everybody, his sister, his brother. It doesn't matter. His, his wife, his kids, he, you have to fight with Kevin and. But I love him. I love him. He's one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life, and 
he still makes me belly laugh. Yeah, that's how a lot of people feel. That's why they uh, they follow him. I'll be on a phone conversation. I go, I'm listening. This is a podcast right now. This isn't a phone conversation. We should be airing this. Oh, You're he's killing. ranting. He's killing on the phone call. I go, why aren't we airing this? <laughs> he, he's he's a funny motherfucker. I it's weird because I always he's one of those guys that I think is funnier than his career would let you think he is. Like he should be way bigger just in terms of uh, talent. Yeah, but it's probably because he's always scrapping it. He's his own worst enemy. I think he maybe say that himself. He came down to Tampa like a couple weeks ago to do side splitters, and our good friend Ken Mosca is with us. And we went out to a steak dinner, and we're at this beautiful steak restaurant, and he's killing. We're rolling at the table. He's killing. I go, this guy's funny everywhere in the restaurant, on the phone, on stage, podcasting. This guy kills everywhere. But then he flipped the goddamn table and started a fire. It was it doesn't end well. Yeah, then they threw him out of the restaurant, and he's banned forever. <laughs> now, do you have uh, do you have any current feuds that I need to know about? Um, I'm pretty good on the feuds right now. I'm I'm I got my own problems right now, so I kind of like put the feuds to a side. Uh, <laughs> you know, Whitney's still a cunt, but that's not really a feud. But wait, uh, I never. <laughs> but I that like I get her not like I get why Delia would be mad. You started with her. And then yeah. uh, the party that you talking about where she pretended that she didn't know you. But is that how just she is with everyone? Because sometimes just people are who they are with everyone. Call, it's not like. I call people like her climbers. Okay. Like they're climbers. They'll do anything to get ahead. And uh, I could spot them out. And I don't oh, like Oh, they'll them. kick the ladder down behind them when they get up. Is that. Yeah, yeah. There's girls in comedy that have explained that to me. They go, uh, like, how come you guys don't get along? And they go, oh, because her, every time she gets something, like she forgets us. She's like, no, I'm the only chick or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a fucking weird way to be in comedy, especially when it doesn't yeah. really, it doesn't do you any service. That's what people fucking forget. There's no limit. You you don't have to like one comedian, right? It's not like fuck if they like Chad, they're not they're not gonna listen to my show. It's it's insane. If this guy eats yeah. lettuce, he's never gonna eat a cucumber. That's fucked. Uh, this grocery store is never gonna work. It's completely absurd. No, it's I never got that because there's enough. Honestly, there's enough to go around for everybody. There really mm -hmm. is. Yeah. So. I don't understand, like, we got to, like, whatever I do, get ahead. And I'm not going to just be friends with somebody because he has a lot of Instagram followers. If he's a douche, I'm going to call him out. And, like, I've had comics I'll call out, and they're very successful. But, you know, I just, if you're a cool dude, I got your back. If you're not, I don't care. Yeah, that's the way it should be. I how famous you are. Yeah. I don't, I'm not impressed by fame. I'm not, I've met all my heroes. It's not that cool. You know, half of the famous people are dorks. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a well put, bro. Yeah. If you ever go to like a Hollywood party, they're fucking nerds. It's like they're not even cool people. Dude, the people running everything. I learned this in like 2013. 20, the people running everything are the biggest fucking nerds. And it makes me happy because I find it hilarious. I'm like, God damn, that is amazing. This is who yeah. runs this? God, I could bully my way into this. If you, Yeah, and that's why they hate the alpha male. They want yeah. them out. Like guys, uh, there's comedians that are hilarious, but they'll never get in because they have that alpha male energy. Like Chris Rock, with all due respect, you, you know, Bring the Pain's one of the greatest comedy albums of all time, but he's a fucking dork. He's a dork. But he a knows nerd. he's a funny dork. He's a funny dude, but yeah. he's a dork. And Dave Chappelle was a dork. Like he, before he got all, like, I'm the man and all that, but he was a nerdy kid. He was just a nerd. And Neil Brennan's a nerd. And, you know, and they got But none of them, I mean, Neil Brennan, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of shit about him, but the other two, I never, they never had that gatekeeper status or anything. Like, they were always, whether they're nerds or not, they were always cool. They were good at what they did, and they were cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not shitting on them. Dave Chappelle's an amazing comic, and Chris Rock's a great comic. 
but these guys aren't just nerds, and I don't know. They don't well, we have, all have the know, nerd in us. We all have some nerdiness in us. I have us, a nerd in me. I'm a goddamn eighty sitcom. Yeah, there you go. So, and we're a goddamn trash can of useless information. Of yeah. nerd useless information. That True. only other nerds would be impressed by. You can't tell women. <laughs> it's just stupid information, but it's all here. It's all in there. I do a podcast monthly with Earl Skakel called The Bad Guys, where we just we geek out on like bad guys from film, rustling, cinema, and just weirdos, just complete weirdos. And we know everything about these people, and nobody gives a shit about them. Dude, Earl knows a lot about wrestling, too. Oh, and yeah, bands, 80s bands. Like Earl knows a shit ton of that stuff. Yeah, and he knows hockey too. We had uh Yeah, he does know. It? Yeah, we George LaRock once uh, on a roast. Yeah, we had Theo Fleury on. Our oh last yeah, podcast. he talked about getting molested with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew nothing about the dude, and I came away a fan. I loved the dude, not because he got molested, oh, but <laughs> that made me a fan of his coach. <laughs> yeah, no, he's but, he, a lot of these hockey players are cool fucking dudes, and Earl gets um. Like, Earl's had some fucking pretty interesting guests, too, on his show. Yeah, so we combine once a month, and we just bring, like, these guys together. Like, we talked to him. We had, uh, who's another one we had? We had William Catt, who played the greatest American hero. I don't know if you remember that TV show. No. Yeah, we had him. We had uh, some, I forgot who else we had. We But we just get these weird dudes who, at one point, were really, really famous, and then it just disappeared. Do they have cool stories about how they fell off? Yeah, they just kind of explain, like, you know, people shift, pop culture shifts, you know, people move on to different things, but they were, at one point, the biggest thing in the world, and it's kind of cool to talk to them about that. I can't wait till you guys get someone there where the answer is just straight and hilarious, but you don't want to laugh. Like, he's like, look, everything was going well, and then, you ever heard of crack? And then you got to sit there with a straight face, you're like, yeah, I've heard of crack. (laughs) Carry on, Bob. (laughs) our dream guest at one point was William Zapka, who played Johnny in The Karate Kid, oh, uh, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, and we we wanted him so bad, but then Cobra Kai blows up. Now he's famous. Yeah, again. now we he's a star again. Him. Oh, it's so fuck! Weird. That would have been such a good get. Yeah, because he was the ultimate '80s bad guy. He was just a dick, and, and now he's like, yeah. now he's likable. They made him fucking totally. likable. Yeah, and, and he. he that just goes to show you how bullshit Hollywood is. This guy has acting chops. He's likable. He's a good actor, but they just typecast him as this bad guy forever. He couldn't break out of it. He was a kid. Yeah. He was a goddamn kid. They ruined his fucking life. They ruined it. They fucking ruined it. All right. So, Chad, let me, uh, what are you doing next, and where do you want them to find you? Because I'm putting all your links in the goddamn description. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, by the way. So, website's there. Yeah, don't go to. I I don't even go to my website. So, so where do you want them to go? go? Where Where would you do, right now? You have one link to send them to. Where would it be? Uh, go to that Instagram if you can, and uh, let's go to the Patreon if you're on there. The Patreon is called Sit Down Zumok. Link and in I, the like, description. Yeah, and then I again I got that album coming out on Monday, so if you can pre-order it, that'd be pretty cool to be number one in the world. That would so. be fucking pretty cool. So get out there. So. You you want comedy? You haven't seen anything live in a while? Don't pretend like you have. Fucking new album dropping. Let's do this. Get them to number Drop, one. Dropping an album like P. Diddy. Chad, thank you for fucking being here. And uh, hopefully the next time we do this, we're going to be in the same fucking room. I want to be in the same room, dude. And please stay in touch. You're a funny dude. And I love your shit. And thank you for having me. Thank you, bro.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.